Welcome to Revival from the Bible, a daily devotional podcast where we dig into God's Word together and find life through Jesus Christ. My name is Ben Blakey. It's Monday, the 16th of November, 2020. As we begin a new week, I want to begin with the question, where do you begin? And if you think about a new week on a Monday morning, where do you like to jump in? Uh, Probably like a lot of people, maybe you think of what's the biggest priority for a new week and you want to jump in and hit the ground running. I know for me, on the first day of a new work week, lots of times I like to jump right into sermon prep and just getting a jump on the sermon for the next Sunday because Sunday is is, is always coming. And, And so I like to begin there. And as we think about where we like to begin, that that can help us cut through some of the confusion sometimes, where there might be a lot of things going on in a week, but it's helpful to have a place to focus, one thing to start on, one thing that's maybe the most important thing. And as we think about even our world and our culture, it's even more confusing, especially this year. There's just been so much going on that sometimes it can be hard to answer the question, where do I begin? And we think of that not only in our culture, sometimes if you think about a family and you think about the task of parenting and being a godly husband or whatever that may be, you're like, where do I begin there? Well, God gives us an answer that I think is going to be very helpful to us. So we think about maybe particularly think about family or if we just think about our lives in general, and that's going to come from Psalm 128. Psalm 128 and Psalm 127 and 128, they really go together well and Both of them have themes of dealing with the family, dealing with the the home. Both of them talk about children, but I think we'll see the application goes well beyond that. If you're not uh, in the midst of parenting right now, you'll still see how applicable these can be to your lives. And I think it really answers the question well of where do I begin? Where do I begin when it comes to life? Where do I begin when it comes to family in a year like 2020 when I don't even know what to think. Where do I begin? Well, it tells us in verse one, it says, blessed is everyone who fears the Lord, who walks in his ways. You shall eat the fruit of the labor of your hands. You shall be blessed and it shall be well with you. Your wife will be like a fruitful vine within your house and your children will be like olive shoots around your table. Behold, thus shall the man be blessed who fears the Lord. So you see there in those first four verses, it begins and ends with, you got to start with fearing the Lord. Uh, you know, hey, you, you want a wife to be a fruitful vine. You want your children to be productive and growing and maturing. It, it's got to start with fearing the Lord. And I think that answer extends beyond just the immediate context here of family and wife and children. I think it really goes to our whole lives. It, you want to live life well, it's got to start with fearing the Lord. And this again matches up so well with what we see in the book of Proverbs. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. And so what is the fear of the Lord? I've kind of come to a, a working definition of that that we've referred to several times here on Revival from the Bible. And that is the fear of the Lord is living like God is real, like he is the awesome and holy God that he says he is and that he is watching, right? That, that's kind of the idea that we see in scripture, especially when you see the fear of God in action. It's people that are living their lives like God is watching and, and they know that he sees and they know that he really is a holy and awesome God like he says he is. And so they care a lot more about what he thinks 
than what anybody else thinks. And that's what's got to be true of you. So where do you begin this Monday? Are you fearing the Lord? Is that number one in your calculus as you make decisions? Is that at the forefront of your mind? Are you seeking to walk in his ways? That's the question that I want you to ask yourself today. And I don't know what's going on in your lives. Maybe like this Psalm, you've got concerns about your family. You're you're trying, maybe if you're a man listening to this, uh, you know, that's kind of, this seems specifically to be talking to a man with a wife and kids. Maybe you fit that description today. Maybe you're concerned about, hey, how's my wife doing? Am I helping her and leading her the best I can? Are my children growing and following the Lord? Uh, Whatever it may be. And there's things in that that are out of your control, but it has to start with, are you fearing the Lord? And maybe there's other things going on in your life, big financial decisions, big uh, just stressors or concerns or complications with your job or whatever it may be going on in your life. Where do you begin? Are you fearing the Lord? And we have to realize in all the things that are going on in the world and all the decisions we have to make, the number one thought that we should have is, I want to please the Lord. I care most about what he thinks. And that's what I'm living for. I don't care what people think about me. I I don't even, you know, ultimately I'm not living for the approval of my wife or my children or for ladies, for a husband, or I'm not living for the approval of my boss or my peers or whatever it may be. I'm living for the approval of God. I'm going to be a person that fears the Lord. So I want to encourage you even just to take time to pray today. Maybe maybe you're even listening to this right now as you're driving to work on a Monday morning. Just take some time to pray and to kind of center your own heart on God. What, what I want to do more than anything this week is please you. There might be complicated decisions I have to make, but the number one thing I want to make sure is, God, what is what I'm doing pleasing to you? And we want to bring everything back to that. And really trust, God, I want to please you and then let the chips fall where they may. And really trust what the Bible says that when we really have our heart to please the Lord, he is going to take care of us. And that's not a prosperity gospel thing. Hey, all your wildest dreams will come true. But no, he will take care of you. He will provide for you and he will protect you. And we find these things in the scriptures and we want to live them out. So, Blessed is the man who fears the Lord. Remember that and prayerfully seek to live that out today. Now, we see, I think, the fear of the Lord or a kind of a negative example of it in the Gospel of John today. John chapter 9, verses 13 through 24. John 9, 13 through 24. And here, we saw the healing of the blind man yesterday. Well, now we get to the Inquisition, right? As the Pharisees, uh, you know, haul the blind man in before them and start quizzing him about how it happened. And then they haul his parents in before them. And we see there's a lot of intimidation here. And really, uh, I think it's a failure on the part of the parents here. We, we saw as we just studied this uh, within the last couple of weeks at our church that the parents are not honest here. That they they say we we do not know how he was healed, but it's clear they were saying that because they knew if anybody you know said something positive about Jesus or referred to him as the Messiah, they'd be kicked out of the synagogue. So clearly they know it was Jesus because they're afraid to admit that it was Jesus. So they're not being honest here. Now I don't think they fully grasped 
uh, who Jesus was at that time. So I'm not trying to dog on the parents. I think more we see this is the evil of the Pharisees, that they are so against Jesus and so opposed to the Messiah they should be worshiping that they are stooping to threats and manipulation. Uh, I mean, that's that's just very, very wrong. But we see the parents, they are clearly affected by the fear of man and the fear of what the Pharisees might have done to them. And that's where that's kind of this negative example is we want to think about, okay, what about me? I want the top decision maker in my process to be the fear of the Lord. I care what he thinks about me. I don't care what people think. I don't care even if there's consequences or fallout. I want to do what God wants me to do. And so that's where we want to come back to in our own thoughts, in our own reasoning, right? We want to care about God and we want to care more about what what he thinks. And this is kind of the extreme case where there is a threat of persecution, um, where where there is consequences for standing up for Christ. And we want to be the people that say, God, I'll do that because I don't care if there's consequences from people. God, I want to... uh, I want to do what's right, and I want to honor you. And I hope that is our heart as we begin a new week. Well, we're going to read a whole book of the Bible today in our revival from the Bible reading, and that is the book of 2 John. We're going to read the book of 2 John today. And uh, this is also written by the Apostle John, we think. He refers to himself here to the elder, and he's writing to the elect lady, and I don't think we need to look for some symbolic meaning for all of that. Um, but he says some things that are important that I think w- sum up the Christian life well. One, he he says that he clearly wants them to love one another. He says in verse 5, And now I ask you, dear lady, not as though I were writing you a new commandment, but the one we have had from the beginning, that we love one another. And this is love, that we walk according to his commandments. This is the commandment, just as you have heard from the beginning, so that you should walk in it. So, We need to love one another. That is our responsibility as Christians. And we've heard that from the beginning. We're about to get into that in John when Jesus makes that especially clear to his disciples. But then we also see Jesus warning, or John, excuse me, warning this elect lady about false teaching. He warns her about deceivers that have gone out into the world. And he says, we need to watch ourselves that we might not lose what we have worked for. And verse nine says, everyone who goes on ahead and does not abide in the teaching of Christ does not have God. Whoever abides in the teaching has both the father and the son. And so we need to think about those things. These are really some central themes, I think, from the New Testament. And they're things that can't be divided. Although I think many today try to divide these things. And that is the idea of a right heart, a heart of love for one another and right teaching, the right doctrine. And I think sometimes we see people emphasizing one over the other, uh, you know, where people are, they're pretty hardcore about their, their doctrine and their teaching, but man, they seem pretty frosty. In fact, they seem pretty angry. And then you have people that just want to talk about love and, oh, you believe that? That's fine because I'm all about love. And neither of those, I think, hit the biblical target of, hey, we need to care about what is being taught? Is it true or is it not? But also we need to love our brothers and sisters. And even that's going to force us to realize, well, hey, what are these 
What's false teaching on a level of, hey, this is not the right gospel. And what are some things that, hey, Christians might disagree about? And we need to kind of think through that because the biblical target is, hey, we are serious about doctrine and teaching, and we are also loving and committed to our brothers and sisters in Christ. So from a short little book, I think we see some big themes about the Christian life there in 2 John. Finally, we look at Ezekiel chapters 17 to 19 today. 17 is kind of this picture, uh, kind of a parable um, that we see. And really the, the theme of it is that it's rebuking. And again, this is where reading Jeremiah has been helpful because you remember King Zedekiah gets set up and he rebels against um, Babylon, and that does not go well for him. And that is what we see here, the story of these two eagles, right? The first eagle represents Babylon, but then the second eagle seems to represent the king of Egypt. And Zedekiah, he turns to this king of Egypt seeking help there, and it does not go well. And uh, this is a prophetic picture. Remember, Ezekiel, he's already in Babylon, but Jerusalem hasn't been totally destroyed yet. And so he is talking about that. And then in chapter 18, we see just this interesting uh, section that is summed up well by the phrase, the soul who sins shall die. Really a sign of the justice of God. He talks about, you know, if there's a sinful father, but the son seeks the Lord, the son's going to live. But if there's a righteous father, well, the son isn't going to get by on the father's coattails. The soul that sins will die. And he kind of defends his own justice here towards the end of the chapter, you know, even saying, Hey, you people want to say my way is God isn't just. No, your way isn't just. And this, I think, even carries through to us today that, hey, we will be judged for our sins. And all of us need to admit we are the soul that has sinned. But God has made it clear if we turn to him in repentance and faith, we will not perish, but we will have eternal life. And that is the good news of the gospel. Finally, chapter 19 is just kind of a very poetic lament over um, the the princes of Israel. It it says there, and it used kind of these images, uh, you know, a very poetic passage. But again, maybe we should view a lot of this in Ezekiel as the consequences of what happens when a nation did not fear the Lord. So it's a new week. There's so much going on in our world. Where do we even begin Let's remember, blessed is the man who fears the Lord and walks in his ways. Let's begin there together. Thanks for digging into God's word with me today on Revival from the Bible. For more resources, check out revivalfromthebible.com. To learn more about Compass Bible Church Treasure Valley, go to compassbible.tv. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you.